Welcome to Faithful Sayings, a podcast of the Olson Park Church of Christ. For a few minutes, let's talk about God's Word. I'm Kyle Pope, preacher at Olson Park. Thanks for joining us. A favorite target of critics of faith concerns two kings mentioned eight times each in the book of Daniel, Belshazzar and Darius the Mede. The first is the Babylonian king whom Daniel records was feasting when Babylon fell, Daniel 5, 1-30, and during whose reign he received two visions, Daniel 7, 1 and Daniel 8, 1. The second is the Median king who took Babylon from Belshazzar, Daniel 5, 31, through Daniel in the lion's den, Daniel 6, 1-28, and during whose reign Daniel also received a vision, Daniel 9.1 and 11.1. The Problem Unfortunately, much of secular history does not record the existence of either of these figures. For example, the Uruk King List, Tablet IM65066, an Akkadian tablet listing kings from the Assyrian king Ashurbanipal to the Seleucid king Seleucus II lists Nabonidus as the last Babylonian king and Cyrus the Great as the first Medo-Persian king. This has led some to conclude that neither of these kings mentioned in Daniel actually existed and Daniel was wrong. The Discovery of Belshazzar There is no question that Nabonidus is mentioned prominently in ancient texts describing the end of the Babylonian Empire. The Cyrus Cylinder, for example, an Akkadian clay cylinder written around 539 B.C. and placed in the foundation of a Babylonian temple, records Cyrus the Great's claim that he defeated Nabonidus because of his irreverence toward the god Marduk, line 17. This led some to conclude that Belshazzar and Nabonidus must have been the same person. Josephus, the first century Jewish historian, drew that conclusion in his Antiquities 10.11.2. But that changed in 1854. Archaeologist J.G. Taylor found four Akkadian cylinders written by Nabonidus around 554 B.C. in connection with repairs he had made to the temple of the moon god Sin in Ur. On the cylinders, Nabonidus prayed for Belshazzar, the eldest son, my offspring. When speaking to Belshazzar, referring to Nebuchadnezzar, Daniel used the expression, You, his son, Belshazzar, Daniel 5.22. Nabonidus and Belshazzar were not of the biological lineage of Nebuchadnezzar, but Daniel used son in a figurative sense. So why would Daniel call him Belshazzar the king in Daniel 5, verse 1? An Akkadian inscription known as the verse account of Nabonidus, believed to have been written during the reign of Cyrus the Great, claims of Nabonidus, he entrusted the army to his oldest son, his firstborn, the troops in the country he ordered under his command. He let everything go, entrusted the kingship to him and himself. He started out for a long journey. The military forces of Akkad marching with him, he turned to Tema, deep in the west. Belshazzar was entrusted with the authority of kingship in his father's absence. This is further supported 
by another text known as the Nabonidus Chronicle, which speaks of the prince being left in Babylon while Nabonidus was frequently away. It is believed that Babylon fell while Nabonidus was away from the city and Belshazzar, his co-regent, was in charge. This explains well why Daniel was offered to become the third ruler in the kingdom, Daniel 5, verse 16. Belshazzar was the king, but could only offer Daniel the position as third ruler, because his father was first and he was second. Today, few still question the existence of Belshazzar. Daniel was accurate all along. Darius the Mede, a modern problem. Unlike the question of Belshazzar, until modern times there really wasn't much controversy over identification of Darius the Mede. Two ancient writers had spoken of a Darius that ruled before Cyrus the Great, who was distinct from Darius Histaspes, the third king after Cyrus and father of Xerxes. The first was Barossus, a Babylonian historian who lived in the 3rd century B.C., His works, though widely known in the ancient world, now survive only in quotes by other authors. In the Armenian translation of the Chronicle of Eusebius, he is quoted to refer to a King Darius who held power before Cyrus the Great in his Chaldean Chronicle, section 11. Second was a Greek grammarian named Harpokratian, who lived in the 2nd century A.D., In a lexicon, he wrote on ten Greek orators. He defined the meaning of the word Derek, a Persian coin. He wrote, Dereks are not named, as most suppose, after Darius, the father of Xerxes, but after a certain other, more ancient king, from the lexis of the ten orators, Delta V Darekos. In addition to this, the Greek historian Xenophon lived around 431 to 354 B.C., who served as a mercenary in the Persian army a century after Cyrus the Great, wrote a work called the Cryopedia, or the Education of Cyrus. This work told of a king of the Medes named Astyages, who was the grandfather of Cyrus the Great. Section 1.2 Xenophon claimed when Astyages died, he was succeeded by his son, Cyaxares II, section 1.5. At this time, a confederacy existed between Medea and Persia, with Persia the inferior partner in the relationship. He claimed that Cyrus took Babylon for the confederacy while Babylon was feasting, section 7.5.15. After taking Babylon, Cyrus went to Cyaxares II, telling him that he had prepared a palace for him in Babylon, 8517. Cyaxares II, having no male heir, then gave Cyrus his daughter as a wife and, quote, all Medea as a dowry, unquote, section 8519. The Greek playwright Aeschylus, who lived around 525 to 455 BC, gave support to this view. He considered Cyrus the Great the third successor to two Median kings that preceded him, from his Persians, 766. For centuries, this led many to conclude that Cyaxares II was the same king Daniel called Darius the Mede. Josephus wrote, Babylon was taken by Darius, 
And when he, with his kinsman Cyrus, had put an end to the dominion of the Babylonians, he was sixty-two years old. He was the son of Astyages, and had another name among the Greeks, from his Antiquities 10, 11, 4. Jerome, around A.D. 347 to 420, in his commentary on Daniel, wrote that Cyrus the Great succeeded his maternal grandfather, Astyages, and reigned over the Medes and Persians, along with his uncle Darius, whom the Greeks called Cyaxares, from his comments on Daniel 8.3. This understanding began to change in the 19th century. Unfortunately, conflicts exist among some of the Greek historical sources. For example, although he claimed to know four versions of the account of Cyrus' rise to power, the Greek historian Herodotus, who lived around 484 to 425 BC, wrote only one of them, according to his histories, section 195. He agreed with Xenophon that Cyrus was the grandson of Astyages, but claimed that he had no male heir from section 108 to 109. Herodotus claimed that Cyrus deposed Astyages, but treated him with, quote, great consideration and kept him at his court until he died, from section 1131. Another Greek historian named Ctesias, who was a contemporary of Xenophon and served as a physician for the Persian royalty, claimed Herodotus was a liar and offered yet another account of Cyrus' rise to power. He agreed with Herodotus that there was conflict between Cyrus and Astyages, but denied that they were related, only that Cyrus, quote, adopted him as father, unquote, and mentions a son or stepson of Astyages named Parmesis, who had three sons. According to Catesius, Astyages starved to death while under custody from the Persica preserved in Diodorus of Sicily in the Bibliotheca Historica 232.4 and Photius Bibliotheca 35b.35 to 36a.8. This made it difficult to establish which source best reflects what really happened. In the 19th century, a number of Persian and Babylonian inscriptions were found, which were largely propaganda texts written after Cyrus' rise to power. The Cyrus Cylinder, for example, only mentions Cyrus taking Babylon, sections 18 through 21. The Nabonidus Chronicle and the Nabonidus Cylinder from Sippar both claim Astyages fought with Cyrus and was taken prisoner. The fact that much of the scholarly world at this time was adopting an anti-supernatural, liberal attitude toward the Bible led many to accept Herodotus' version without question, Xenophon's version as fiction, and thus conclude that Daniel's Darius the Mede was unhistorical. Reappraisal of the situation. It shouldn't surprise us if propaganda inscriptions emphasize the most prominent figures, that's their function. However, for the critic to claim that Daniel was either ignorant or deliberately concocting a fictitious account ignores the facts of the situation. Secular history presents conflicting accounts of the Medo-Persian Union. 
Was Medea a conquered, subjected kingdom when Babylon fell, or part of a confederacy that merged through peaceful intermarriage and family succession? The student of scripture will recall that even as late as the time of Esther, appeal is made to the laws of the Persians and the Medes, Esther 1.19. Ruins of the Persian palace at Persepolis from the time of Darius Hystaspes show Persian and Median dignitaries ruling together, not merely subjugation, but a merging of cultures. In 1985, classicist Steve W. Hirsch wrote two important works challenging the rejection of Xenophon's account of Cyrus as pure fiction. In 2014, building on these works, Stephen D. Anderson, while at Dallas Theological Seminary, wrote his doctoral dissertation reevaluating this evidence. This has now been published under the name Darius the Mede, A Reappraisal. Anderson argues that the scholarly world moved far too quickly to reject the identification of Cyaxares II with Darius the Mede. He appeals to much of the evidence cited above, but also considers two significant pieces of inscriptional evidence that support this conclusion. Number one, the Behistun inscription. This is a large multi-language relief carved into a cliff on the Behistun mountain in western Iran. It commemorates Darius Histaspes, the third king after Cyrus. In two instances, it mentions impostors who claimed the right to rule the Medes because they were of the, quote, family of Cyaxares, section 224 and 233. Cyaxares I was the father of Astyages. But the question arises, if Astyages was the last king of the Medes, why wouldn't they appeal their lineage to him? On the other hand, if Cyaxares II, Astyages' son, was meant, they would be appealing to the last king of the Medes. Page 29. Number 2. The Haran Nabonidus Stila. This inscription recounts deeds of Nabonidus, but is believed to have been written after the date that most scholars believe Cyrus dethroned Astyages, but before the fall of Babylon. In it, Nabonidus refers to kings who urged him to return to Babylon. He lists the kings of the land of Egypt, of the land of the city of the Medes, of the land of the Arabs, and of all the kings of hostile lands were sending to me for peace and good relations. Anderson argues, the Haran Stila thus offers strong support for the existence of Xenophon's Cyaxares II and Daniel's Darius the Mede, by implying there was a king of the Medes whom Cyrus did not overthrow, from page 95. If this is correct, the critic has no grounds on which to claim that Darius the Mede did not exist. Like Belshazzar, what Daniel wrote was accurate all along. Darius the Mede, the son of Ahasuerus, of the lineage of the Medes, Daniel 9.1, is the last king of the Medes, known to the Greeks as Cyaxares II, the son of Astyages. Thank you for listening. To learn more about our work, visit olsonpark.com. 
If you're in Amarillo, Texas, come worship with us at 4700 Andrews Avenue in Amarillo, 79106. And please tune in again to Faithful Saves.